Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Go Bell Podcast. If the storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now, it's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay per view, it feels big, it feels important, but ultimately it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. Yeah, <laughs> hey, hey, we are finally live for the longly anticipated uh, show. This is Big Old Belt Podcast. I'm Two Chains. That's my co-host Jamal, and we have a special guest tonight. Well, it's no other. We've been promoting it all week, so you guys should know who it is. It's no other than the queen of the night. Mailing is popping in California right now, too. She's on remote. We got Ariel Monroe, ladies and gentlemen. How you doing, lady? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? We're good. We're good. Now, before we start, I'm going I'm to have to give you two compliments. The first one is for you to be like mobile, you have good connection to some people who's been stationary. Like that's oh, no lie. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> you know what? It's, uh, it's cricket, man. It's cricket. You know, it's- <laughs> cricket? <laughs> oh, they, oh yeah. Well, you, you'll be getting an endorsement from them after that. That's the best yeah, place they they've ever got. And, uh, I may have money, but you know, I'm frugal. So <laughs> cricket, cut her a check. They, oh, she owes you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Cricket. Cut me a check. <laughs> so uh, let me get a discount on the phone bill or something. <laughs> so you're not home. You're not back. I mean, you're from Clearwater, but you, I don't think you're living in Clearwater right now, right? No, no, no. I live in Orlando now. Uh, okay, Orlando. Nice, nice. Another part, a good part of Florida. Actually, I'm absolutely in love with Clearwater. I think it's uh, one of the best cities I've ever visited, for sure. Oh, thank you. Um, even though. Nice. Even though the Scientology thing kind of scares me a little bit. Well, yeah, yeah, they they trying to take it over, but you know, Clearwater, we're getting that back though. We're getting that back slowly but surely. <laughs> so, um, you're you're in um LA right now. Yeah. And you have an exciting big week weekend coming. You're doing three shows, including um working with um you'll be with Rise, you'll be AWS, and I'm sorry, you're working two shows this weekend. Right. Yeah. And, and then you have a show with Shine coming up December 15th. So uh, we'll definitely go over all of that. We got some other questions and stuff. But, uh, yeah, okay. we're going to have a good time. Of course. Of course. We always do. So first off, um, I just want to say um, um, thank you for taking your time out of your busy weekend to come on the show. I was very excited in order to get this on last minute. So definitely want to say thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. No problem. <laughs> and um, so, yeah. So you're from Clearwater, I already said that. Um, I listened to and did a lot of research on you, obviously. So much material out there. And um, one of the first things that that I wanted to talk about was um, about, so you were in the military. You come from a military family. Mm-hmm. Yes. So everybody's, everybody's in the military. Yeah, basically, like my, my dad, my stepdad, my grandpa, you know, they're, they're all military folks. Okay. And you were also in the military at the point. You were um, a fire truck mechanic. Yeah, I was a fire truck mechanic in the Air Force. Okay. Yeah, my my grandfather, who was in the Navy, he was like, oh, no, go to the Air Force. You're smart. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's definitely the the stereotype there. All the smart people go to the Air Force. This is true. And all the smart people under six foot go to the uh, the Air Force. Yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. There was like zero tall dudes in the Air Force. <laughs> zero. And um, and you were given an honorable discharge. Am I correct? Yes. And of course. If you can explain that a little bit, how you came about with that? <laughs> um. Well, I uh, I actually have Crohn's disease, mm-hmm. and um, it was one of those things conditions where I couldn't do my job effectively. 
So they had to medically discharge me, unfortunately. Um, well, at least they thought I couldn't do my job correctly. I mean, I, I was doing it. <laughs> you know, I tell it, I was doing it because I was the yeah. smallest person there. Yeah. So, <laughs> but they were like, oh, we have to let you go because, you know, Crohn's is, is um, it's up and down. You know, it, you never know what's yeah. going to happen with it. <laughs> yeah. So I was and like, okay, I'll leave, but you got to pay me. <laughs> <laughs> so with, with having that and you've been um you know you've you've always been in some type of sports i mean I've, i read that you said you've you've always been and done something athletic forever so you just you just oh. always kept the ground running so upon that at some point there was there's a bridge here between leaving the military and saying you know what what's the, what's gonna be my next move yeah um after I got out of the military, I was like, oh, what am I going to do? So I started working at GameStop. Um, I started as like a seasonal hire, went all the way up to uh, store manager, worked my way up. And uh, I was just like, you know what? I really want to wrestle, but I just wanted to wait until like my body got better in a yeah. sense. So um, I started training uh, with high spots with uh, George South and Cedric Alexander and Caleb Conley. And then the rest was kind of like history. I just fell in love with wrestling all over again. And I just really wanted to succeed and, and go out and show people that, hey, I can entertain the crowd as well. So, yeah. So, yeah, you say you changed by George um, South. And I mean, you're definitely in a group, a, a groups, a good set of company here of people he's trained. I mean, you've already said Cedric. Uh, Tessa Blanchard was also trained by him. Scott Dawson. Yep. Savannah Evans. So, I mean, you come from a good pedigree of people being trained from under him. So, even if no oh, one's yeah. seen anything he's ever done, there has to be suspicion of like, oh, yeah, she she must be something, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, because, you know, George is the best. Yeah. He, he really, truly is. He knows what he's doing, and he has patience. Right. So, <laughs> that's, that's definitely a plus. You have to have patience to teach anybody anything. Yeah. And George has a lot of that. Yeah. Um, no, that sounds great. I have, I have a question though. Uh, so you started, you know, training and and it's been going well. Uh, last year in August, you were on WWE television. Did you take us, uh, even though the result wasn't necessarily what we'd hoped for, it was still good to see you on my television. Yeah, can you take us through that process? Like, did you call them? Did they call you? Uh, and next thing you know, you're in front of in TV in front of 15,000 people. Yeah, um, how it happened is uh, I got a phone call from my really good friend, Devin Nicole, and uh, she's like, check your email, check your email, and I was like, okay, so I saw the email, and it was like, oh, we want you to be an uh, extra on Raw, and so when I went there, it was just her and I, as far as females go, and they came up to me, and they were like, hey, we want you to have a match tonight against Nia Jax, and of course, this is my first time ever at Raw, because I always went to SmackDown, because, you know, in Charlotte, they only came, you know, SmackDown was the only one that usually came right. through that town. So I was like, oh, it's my first time ever at Raw, and I get to have a match. So, of course, I was nervous, and um, we were sitting there calling the match and everything, and I saw that most of the girls that had, you know, extra spots, they didn't really get any offense whatsoever. <laughs> so, of course, you know, I was, like, vocal about my stuff. I was like, hey, you know, it'd be good if I put this in there, you know, just to make it, you know, get that psychology in there. They're like, oh, you know what? Yeah, let's give her some offense. And I was like, yes. I'm going to beat my butt on TV. And I'm going to have my little girl talking about some, oh, mommy, you got your butt beat on TV. And I'm like, well, I got a couple hits in. So. <laughs> but it was, it was definitely a lot of fun and very, very nerve-wracking. I've um. But before you go through the curtain and you're walking down the uh, down the ramp and you still get the, the jobber entrance and all of that, uh, how does that compare? Uh, just setting up that brief interaction with Nia Jax compared to working an indie show, do you have a lot more creativity on the indies, or was it just like uh, there was a little bit more give and take that we hear the WWE is not famous for? Um, yeah, it's definitely a, you have a lot more free range with creativity and um, in the indies. That's that's for sure. Um, but like working with the WWE was, it was exhilarating for sure. It was definitely different from the Indies cause you just have a massive amount of people 
at there and like some people were even streaming my name and I was like oh wait some people know me look at that like you know I made it <laughs> but it was it's, it's definitely a, a big difference um like I really do enjoy the indies I guess if you if I could pick one to do over and over and over again I love the small town small crowd I get to interact with a whole bunch of people because I love meeting people I love talking to kids and stuff so that's that's a lot more you know more of my element I guess yeah. you know like the big big crowd is cool too but I just like engaging with the fans yeah definitely uh um have you quoted down for saying that one of the things that really gets you going um in the wrestling community is uh for the love of the kids and their excitement and it's just the adrenaline that you get so yeah. I, I guess to, to piggy off that question uh that he asked too also going through the curtains did you feel the same sense of adrenaline or maybe a little bit of uncertainty um i was nervous i, I was definitely as nervous as i am on the indies um except <laughs> i was told um seth rollins pulled me to the side and he was like hey uh, you know, you can't see anybody you know, when you get out there. So there's no need to be nervous. So I was like, mm. okay, cool. You know, I was like, oh, well, you know, I'll get out there. The light's going to be hitting my eyes. I'm not going to be seeing anything. But I went out there and, of course, you see everybody, even the people all the way at the top. So, of course, <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, you know, I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling like, God damn it. <laughs> like, you know, set, set me up for the okie doke, you know. So, <laughs> but honestly, it's like once once that, that bell ringed, it was, it was like a regular old show, you know. Yeah. You're, you're in there to do your job and that's that's what it is and it was like it was so quick it was over you know it was yeah. just like a regular old match yeah. and then you know it sets in you're like holy crap did i just actually wrestle on raw like <laughs> it starts to set in afterwards <laughs> that's good um so you, you talked a little bit about your motivation getting into um in wrestling now I also have you down quoted for an experience that another Clearwater native and Linda Hogan of, of once telling you that don't become a wrestler and never date a wrestler. And yes. you said you take this uh, as motivation and did the complete opposite. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a rebel a little bit. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to I'm not going to get into wrestling. I'm not going to date a wrestler. I didn't see that in my cards. But then, you know. You want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. So yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect it to happen, but it did. And then, of course, I got chewed out for it. But, you know, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully, you know, I pray mine's work out, you know, slightly different than hers did. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Because um, there's, yeah. there's no trouble in, in, in your house, but there's trouble in paradise over there. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was. Yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um so, go ahead so then you so then let's let's talk about it then you are you are dating the wrestler uh engaged to cedric alexander right and one of the big moments we saw him at nova pro wrestling's uh what was it american Slam we saw y'all we saw y'all now yeah, we yeah. know that you were there yeah I remember yeah that. so you're definitely there in beautiful right. beautiful downtown fairfax um, so the first question I have to say is, what's that like to see his career take off in a path and just skyrocket into the top without any ceiling, so to speak, uh, particularly in the Cruiserweight Classic and that moment where he got the standing ovation? Uh, you know, wh what does that do for you as A, a fan, because that's your man, and B, as a competitor, because, well, hell, if he can do it, I can too. Well, yeah. If I can add one thing to that too, what uh, entirely what was the atmosphere like? Because I mean, we wasn't there live, but literally, that one moment like almost had me to tears of being just a fan of a guy to see somebody get an endorsement of such. Right. Like well, epic. Um, well, what's funny is that I wasn't there that night. Mm -hmm. I, I was there the first the first night of the theater. You see. But uh, we had some conflict, and I couldn't get down there with um, our daughter, mm -hmm. so I couldn't mm -hmm. be there that day. So, but I did get a play-by-play -by, -play by uh, the man himself, uh, Triple H. He was very excited to tell me how it happened, you know, because I got <laughs> Cedric's point of view. But hearing it from him was totally awesome because you never think you're going to grow up and your significant other is going to make you know Triple H mark out a little bit. So, <laughs> I was definitely right. happy about that and. Just seeing him flourish is amazing. Like I couldn't couldn't have asked for a better guy, you know. 
and he's so humble and he stayed humble the whole entire time just to see his progress and him, you know, dealing with, you know, Ring of Honor, him wanting to quit wrestling and, you know, just being that backbone for somebody and seeing where they are now and knowing that you helped is is such an amazing gift. You know, most people won't be able to, you know, do that for their significant others, but I did and it makes me feel great inside, you know, and it also is my motivation because I've seen that he can reach the top and, you know, we struggled for a very long time so that he could get up there. And now, now that he's up there, now it's my turn. And I just think that that's one of the best partnerships to have, you know, I, where you're okay with, Hey, I'm okay with getting in the back seat and, you know, just letting you take control and, and get your shine, you know? because I know that my time is going to come around and it has, and he's been just as supportive, probably even more than I have and or I was of him. So it's, it's definitely motivation. Now, now I know we are Steph, Steph Curry's fans, but, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not really a fan of this guy, but the Kevin Durant man has once said, and I quote, you are the real MVP. for real but yeah that's 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 really cool to hear that perspective i mean again i mean that was literally one of the most defining moments of like my wrestling fan career of seeing seeing such and you know such a humble guy that has all the tools in the shed and then absolutely i mean because we thought the show was off and did it come back off like What's happening? And then I was a like, holy crap, like for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, well, personally, about for, somebody crying. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> personally, for us, uh, we had just seen him at, at Nova Pro Wrestling, and then they were had just finished taping the first round, and he came up to Fairfax for the show, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Um, and then we were we, like, we just like quietly went up to him and said, "Dude, seriously, we know what happened." God damn, <laughs> it was awesome. And he's like, "Dude, shut up. Nobody knows yet. Yeah, you're not supposed to know these things." <laughs> but it was it was such a, like a great time to see like we have like a not necessarily a personal connection because we're still just fanboys, but it is kind of like but damn, the little guy made it and right. good for him and it seemed like you know you're following somebody, uh, you know intimately and then they next thing you know they they're a really big deal so that's great. Um, two, no, go ahead. Oh yeah, now I got something also too a compliment that came your way. Um, so Amber Young, who's another um indie wrestler a uh, second generation wrestler of david young was quoted saying too that upon her return uh back to wrestling that she would want to face you and they asked you know why and it was like you know and she and i quote that girl is definitely something special um how does it feel to hear another person you know give you that endorsement uh wait say, say the name one more time there was these kids running back you know, oh kids. amber young Oh, Amory. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, <laughs> that girl right there. I, <laughs> I absolutely love her. Like, uh, you, you talk about somebody being like your heart. Like, you know, like they make you smile and like laugh every time you're around them. Like, yeah, you, that's her. And just for her to say something like that, it it warms my heart for real. Like, I would love, 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 love to be in a ring with her because I think that we already have good chemistry as friends. Mm-hmm. So I know that if we're working in the ring, it's it's going to be magic. I, I mean, you know, that. she may not win, but, you know, it's going to be magic. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Go ahead, Jamal. I know you was about to say something. Okay. Um, so I was going to say, uh, you know, back to you, know, you and Cedric and your relationship, you mentioned your daughter. Um, how does that, how does motherhood affect uh, your ability to travel and you're in the wrestling business. Obviously, you're in, you live in Orlando, but you're in Los Angeles right now. Right. Uh, are there any complications for that, or is it just part of the part of the job? Um, there's not really any complications, honestly, because um, how the schedule works is Cedric's usually gone like Sunday through Wednesday or whatever, and he's here on the weekends, which gives me time to you know get bookings and travel and stuff on the actual weekends. I think the only thing that is rough about it is the timing, you know, as far as finding time for each other and finding time to be parents, you know, and finding, of course, me time. It's 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 a difficult juggle as far as, the, you know, those things go. But as far as like just having the time to get bookings and go now, that's that's easy. That's the easy part. <laughs> 
right. Um, so you're you're out there in Los Angeles. Uh, what what have you done? Uh, have you done a little sightseeing, a little touring? Have you had any me time uh, since you've been in LA? Well, I used to live here, so I mean, I'm not really, yeah, not really gonna sightsee. But you know, I ate though. <laughs> man, you know, I, but, 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 yeah, man, we went to Bubble Gumps. You know, about to go to Cold Stone. I had a, like I had a three day I had a three day cleanse before I came here because I already knew, I already knew, I already knew. Once I'm around food that I really like, I, it's a wrap for me. <laughs> so, you say you do have a daughter in AJ. Um, she's definitely made her social media presence with you as being as, as being another queen in her in her own. Yeah. So, your mom influenced you to join the military. Um, it's something that um, she wanted to pursue and you wanted, you know, you want to, I, I went, what I say impress. So, you, you know, you went, you went towards that track and obviously you come from a military family. So it makes right. sense. Um, wh- Where do you, where do you, what's your idea for what do you want to do for your daughter as she grows up? What path or, or ideal plans do you have for her? Um, honestly, I just wanted her to be happy. I mean, whatever she decides to do, I just want her to be happy. If she wants to be a ballerina, if she wants to be a wrestler, you know, if she wants to be a professor, I just want her to be happy. You know, she's going to be. That's, that's, that's pretty much it. I think that um, parents put a lot of standards on kids nowadays. Yeah. Or, um, or like my mom used to tell me, oh, you can be anything. You can be anything you want to be. Yeah. And I took that to heart and I was like, okay, well, I'll be anything. You know, I did. Uh, background dancing and you know I worked at a fast food to see if I liked it I worked at a Publix to see if I liked that you know I did professional you know did soccer for a minute you know I did a, you know a whole bunch of little things just to see yeah. if I like it you know joining the Air Force you know yeah. I went to GameStop I worked at Spencer's you know I did did everything everything that I necessarily wanted to do you know like I, I went out and I did it she comes from a family of uh of of having a mom and dad that throws mean back elbows. So, uh, have yeah. you have you silently caught her doing this in her room by herself? <laughs> uh, well, she does beat up her uh, life size Minnie Mouse a lot, and uh, she has her little signature move where if you're laying down at any point in time, she's gonna run and she hits those double knees. And she did it one time to me the first time she did it, and I was like, okay, that hurts. She did it the second time. I definitely posted. I had my arms up. I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> you're not about to mess up my rib cage with little bony knees." That's not what's going to happen. <laughs> she she stays throwing she stays throwing them double knees, man. It just uh. <laughs> yeah, and she be um, fast counting too, man. She be like one, two, three. I win, ding ding. I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, I got you. I got you next time. All right. <laughs> so 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 currently, who's the champ in the house? She is, man. She's a champ. <laughs> she is. I mean, I'm second, though. I'm second. I'm second. Okay. No oh, wonder why she didn't clean her room. Yeah. Well, I mean, she'll she'll clean up her room. She feels like, oh, mom, my room's junky. I got to clean it. Okay. Go do that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, big Whitney Houston fan. This is where it's going to get interesting, right? Okay. Do we, st- do we start with the good or the bad with this? Uh, let, let's start with the bad. I'm always good with the bad. I really want to know genuinely. I'm a Whitney Houston fan, so that's not that's not going to be the problem. I generally want to know because I, I when I was researching this and I saw that you was a Whitney Houston fan, I was like, yes. And then it just remembered the last thing that burnt me up about this hearing her name, the the Lifetime biopic. Can't. <laughs> Don't do this. Look at- <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I generally just wanted a straight up question. Like generally your total emotions after watching it of just how did, how did you feel? Uh, well, I'll tell you, I man, when I, when I was watching it and then Bobby showed up, I definitely did the Bobby. Bobby love you! <laughs> I was screaming at my TV. <laughs> uh, um, you know, watching it, I was like, okay, I already knew Whitney was, you know, trill. You know, to say mm. you know, to say the least. Mm. But just, just the portraying of her being, you know, all like, oh, Bobby, you ain't, you know, mm. type of thing, and Bobby being, you know, typical cheating bastard. I was like, uh, this, 
you don't have me in my feelings. Mm. I'm like, oh, I know you ain't doing that to Whitney. Like, like she's still alive or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it had me in my feelings. Definitely. I definitely shed maybe one thug tear. One. <laughs> one. Only one. I, I really don't want Lifetime to ever be in control of making another biopic. I mean, they no. they just completely they, dropped they, the ball. No, Lifetime didn't make a, yeah, they didn't make a biopic. They basically took the same story that they make every single day featuring little white girls from Nebraska and put Whitney Houston name in it. <laughs> so favorite song, favorite movie. Let's cover it. Favorite song, favorite movie. Uh, favorite song is I Got Nothing But Love For You by The Five Heartbeats. Favorite movie is Five Heartbeats. <laughs> <laughs> I, what, what, and what, what, uh, what about for Whitney? Over Whitney, uh, favorite song would be, uh, hmm, saving all my love for you. I, me, I'm with you there. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's such a good song. You know, it just it just touches your soul, and you're like, oh. Yeah, every time you hear it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, did, how did you feel about the? Um... I'm sorry. How did you feel about the uh, Christina Aguilera's um, performance? <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> oh God, I forgot that. I forget. Nah, look, look. Now I'm saying I'm gonna say this once. I'm gonna say this one time. If Whitney wanted all them runs in that song, she would have put all them runs in that song. <laughs> all right. Look, runs are ornamental. Okay, they're not fundamental. If that's if Jennifer that. Hudson wasn't going through what she was going through, that's the only person that <laughs> you that know, I have they faith need in. To call Jennifer Hudson what they call every other man who do the same stuff that she just pulled. I'm just saying. She knows she wrong. She knows she, she know wrong. It. She knows it. She knows she wrong. <laughs> Bodyguard you do away. You do better. It, look. I'm, it's yeah. just sad. Got all them gospel songs, then gonna do all that. <laughs> yeah, but the, but the whole situation is messy, and a, and a tongue of dirt some dirt, too, so we can, can't say that everybody's cleaning it. I know, but that was some foul stuff she did. Oh no, no, it was. It absolutely was. But uh, I hear mean, taking photos the, with her producer story, like it's all I good. Mean, yeah, well, I mean, we we yeah. She had yeah. a choice. She could have just left. Yeah. Well, she I mean, well, just left, but she decided to be foul. That's a decision. Yeah. For my yeah, movie, though. Has consequences. Oh my lord. For my movie, though, definitely body, uh, the bodyguard, or. Uh, or uh, waiting oh, for yeah. the sale. The bo- yeah, the bodyguard waiting to exhale. Big yeah. shout out to Auntie Angela Bassett. I love you. <laughs> hey, that new movie, <laughs> that new show she about to come out with is going to be awesome on nine one one. That's coming out. That's going to be yeah. good. That's going to be good. Um, Jamal. So um, I saw just just doing some little bit of homework. Um, that you're actually a fan of BTS. Yes. Uh, so like, is it just them, or are you into K-pop as a whole? I'm into K-pop as a whole. Like, I like uh, Blackpink. Um, I like, you know, EXO. I like uh, Big Bang, you know, T.O.P., GD. Uh, I actually just, I went to a G-Dragon concert when he was here last time in Miami. So that, okay. was, that was actually a lot of fun. Um, I can't wait for BTS to come back. Yeah. Especially yeah, I, I, after all that, that whole uh, Mama Show debacle. Oh, okay. If you want to talk yeah. about a bag of trash, uh, MNET. Yeah. Bruh, look, throw the whole network away. Throw it away. You're doing wrong. <laughs> doing wrong. As Michael Jackson would say, you doing wrong. You're doing wrong. <laughs> doing wrong. Uh, so, oh, good. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a huge, I'm a big K-pop guy. Uh, Red Velvet, it's my uh, absolute favorite. Um, their new album is fantastic. Um, but, but yeah, BTS XO. I've seen BTS three times in concert. Really? I'm, um, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. I mean, well, I mean... Flights from D.C. to Chicago ain't that much, so, you know, we got to keep moving. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and New York, they they come to New York every year, so that's like, you know, it's a four-hour drive, so. Well, not for me. (laughs) No, 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 no. But but I'm sure you can take a booking to do a, I mean, you can take a booking to get a concert up there, you know, real quick. I'm sorry? You can take a booking to get a concert in there real quick. You know what, that. That's the smartest thing I've heard all day. 
So, but but so what what is it about uh, K-pop that that uh, gets you piques your interest? Um, assuming that you don't speak Korean, is it the dancing? Is it the video? Is it the, um, the whole well, package? It's the it is well. First, it was the the dancing, and then of course I lo I love the songs. I love the meaning behind them. Um, my dad actually is fluent in Korean, uh, huh? so yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, maybe listen to Korean. You know, learn a few things. So you know, he calls on the phone. I'm like, annyeong. <laughs> and he's like, oh, annyeong. <laughs> it's like the cutest little thing. So first, I was like, oh, I really like, I really like BTS. I really like Big Bang. You know, getting into them. And then it just kind of took over from there, yeah. especially after like they put out you know the English tracks and stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah. I think like probably the biggest thing is the album drops, and then 20 minutes later on YouTube, the English subs drop by fans around the world. Right, it's crazy. Right, and then you know now it's on uh, you know iTunes and Spotify and, and and all that good stuff too. So, but yeah, yeah, yeah uh, BTS is amazing. Mm -hmm. They are. They're pretty. So and I'm hoping for another concert. Yeah, fingers crossed. Come back, BTS. Come back. So so talking about again and another group of company, uh, people you worked within like the last uh two years or since you debuted. I mean, you you wrestled another Clearwater native and Ariana Blake. Aria, mm -hmm. Ari, uh, uh, Ariana Aria, Blake. Aria. Aria Blake. Yes, I keep saying say it like the hotel, and I just keep forgetting. Aria Blake, uh, Kiera Hogan, Priscilla Kelly of the Carnies, Sue Young, um, and you know, if you team with uh, Audra Pereira and Savannah Evans, I was, well, I mean, Savannah Evans, no more, yeah, in the past, in the past, you debuted back in the, the, the Queens of Combat days, right? Right, yeah, but um. <clears throat> That's a that I mean all these names are big names that are on the way on the way up in the Indies. They're they're, mm. they're they're no longer just you know by state names. They're, people are hearing about them all over the country. Yeah. Uh, could, could you tell me about working with some of them? Some of your um you know some. Uh, well, go I'll ahead. Tell you what, Sue Sue was probably one of my favorites because we just had you know complete creative control of what we wanted to do, and we were just like, oh, I want to put a pumpkin in there. I want to put this in there. <laughs> We were just like all over the place. Um, working with Aja is amazing. Like we click and we gel. And one thing that was funny is that um, our gear, we didn't know if it was gonna match. Mm. And we were just like, oh, I, okay, I have pur purple and green. Okay, I have purple and green too. Let's just wear it and see how it looked. And next thing you know, it was like, oh, snap. Well, you done did something. <laughs> so that was pretty awesome. Um, the Cutie Pie Club, they're always, great to work because you know when they're doing like their gaga it's like uh it's like you have to sit there and like okay i'm not gonna laugh i'm not gonna laugh <laughs> yeah. like, don't look at candy don't don't do it <laughs> like, don't laugh at her please <laughs> but it was definitely you know those i guess are the ones that really i guess stand out the you know the most mm -hmm. as far as like the memorable ones um, I really liked my uh, match with Priscilla Kelly as well. It was very interesting working her, you know, especially with her gimmick. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she does like the 666 thing mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, Hell's Favorite Harlot. And at the time I was doing like the whole want to see Jesus. So, of course, it was like Jesus. That was so devil. good. Yeah, that was so <laughs> good. I got something to ask about that, too. That was so yeah. good. <laughs> so we, we were cracking up at that. I was like, yes. Yeah. Down with the devil. <laughs> you. And you've also said, you know, one of your, your dream match opponents would be Mickey James. Does that still stand or is there anybody else now that really piques your interest? Uh, I, I would love to work Mickey James. I would love to work uh, Tessa Blanchard. I was supposed to work her at PWX um, when we were first like super green, uh, mm -hmm. but it never really happened. Uh, so I would I really want to have that match, you know, because like I said, we're both, you know, George South girls. So we're already going to click. We're already yeah. really good friends. You know, so the magic, you know, and the chemistry is going to be there. Yeah. That makes sense. Now, yeah. I have to say I'm a big fan of your finisher, which is the uh, rip the ripcord elbow, which you are yeah. calling dirty dancing. Can you tell yes. me about the, the whole creative aspect of coming up with this? Well, um, well, I, well, one, I love Okada. And two, um, I was like, you know what, maybe I can do something where it's like a like a dance. Mm -hmm. And Cedric was like, oh, maybe like a ripcord type of thing. And I was like, yeah, something like that. Where it's like, 
got him. So when I actually was working out the kinks in our living room, <laughs> he was like, he was like, okay. He's like, that's it. That's it right there. He's like, well, what are you going to call it? I was like, um, I was like, I don't know. Something dancing, dancing, dancing. I was like, oh, dirty, dirty dancing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, he's like, yeah. He's like, I approve. I approve. I was like, yep. That's it. <laughs> yeah, speaking of that match with Priscilla Kelly, the way you hit it that time, Jesus Christ. Right? <laughs> Off with her head. <laughs> I thought we were going to spin out of control. Yeah. I was like, oh, we're going so fast, we're going so fast. Like, oh, well, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jamal, you just about to say something? So, so you're out in Los Angeles for Rise. and yeah. like, So how important is that? Uh, you, you do a lot of shows in the southeast of Florida. North Carolina and such, mm-hmm. Atlanta. Uh, but you're in Los Angeles. It's a big deal. It's an all-woman show. Uh, a hell of a card. Uh, who are you taking on this weekend? Um, well, tomorrow, I guess. It's a surprise. That's probably why I can't find it. Um, the second it, question is... It's a surprise. I mean, most people have said that I am most likely going to be wrestling Penelope Ford. But I don't know. We'll see. I've, I've seen some names thrown out there, but nothing conclusive. That's why I want to ask. How important is it for all women's shows like this to happen? Personally, I'm going to Toronto this weekend for the Canusa Classic from Smash Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Macon Towns Classic in uh, Nashville, Tennessee is uh, next year. Nova Pro is having a women's uh, a tournament uh, next year. Uh, and as women wrestling continues to evolve in this country, how important is it for shows like this to continue the trend? Um, it is it's super important. I believe that if you do this and you give women a platform to go out there and showcase their talent, then they're gonna they're gonna take it, use it, and they're gonna increase it like tenfold. I'm pretty sure you heard. You know, you give your woman one thing and she'll increase it. You know, tenfold, fivefold. That's pretty much what's happening now. Is that you know one person started the whole tournament thing, and then next you know it's like a spitfire of tournaments everywhere. And that's giving women a chance, you know, and women that's not seen a lot of, you know, a lot of the times, a chance to go out there and actually truly shine. So it's, it is important to create opportunities for those who, who need them. Yeah, sense. absolutely. Yeah. I'm obviously, it's, it's important enough for you to fly all the way out to Los Angeles for. Um, oh, yeah, this is important. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, also, very important is that uh, Medusa and Bo Nakano will have like VIP sessions and stuff like that. Uh, can you talk about a little who your influences are uh, you know, as either a fan of wrestling or a participant in wrestling? Um, when I was growing up, uh, I was a big fan of uh, Macho Man. And um, he, he taught me a lot because he was so approachable. Like, uh, I would see him around, you know, the neighborhoods and around, like, the skate parks and stuff, you know, back in the day when I, you actually used to skate. <laughs> and it was like, you know, he was like, oh, that's, you know, that's cool. You know, can you show me again? And, you know, he was so nice. And I was like, you know what? When I grow up and I become a superstar, I want to be like that. You know, just a human. You know, not figuring that I'm above anybody else or somebody's below me. Just be approachable and personable. You know, that I, I think that was like the biggest thing for me. Between him and, of course, Hulk Hogan. You know, growing up, I loved him. Um, and I, you know, I used to watch like Medusa and Ivory and Jackie and, you know, just, just everything that I can get my hands on. I always wanted to watch. And then of course, um, of course I look up to like, you know, Cedric, <laughs> of course. Oh, don't tell him, don't tell him. <laughs> look, look, exit that one out, exit that one out. <laughs> um. Yeah, you sparked the question I was about to ask, and this went right over my head that quick. Oh, come on, Grandpa. I know, man. I got to get together. Um, oh, I know what I was going to ask. A lot of people have been upon the promotion for the show. A lot of people were asking me, so I guess this is a general fan question, is what is it going to take to get you in other regions since you have been predominantly within the, the, uh, you know, the Florida area or the Carolinas area? What is it going to take? to get you down to Texas, to get you back up north, um, you know, towards our area or near Chicago? What's, what's it going to get you in those areas? Um, honestly, it's just just grinding hard, getting that word out. You know, word of mouth is one of the biggest tools, you know. 
if if a certain person wants me to hey like hey I want you to be at Nova or I want you to be at whatever then <laughs> then just you know just let them know like and I'll you know reach out to the promoters and get my you know video package together and I'm just you know trying to go everywhere right now uh, say say no more okay <laughs> look say no more Tell them about your girl. <laughs> yeah. So if you're watching this, get the DMs ready. His name is Mike King at <laughs> North Road Wrestling. Yeah, get the DMs. Get the DMs because you know I'm trying to wrestle everybody. Yeah. You know? I'm trying to, trying to wrestle. Trying to wrestle Willow. What up? Trying to wrestle Willow. <laughs> oh. oh my God, it's Willow. It's Willow Nightingale. It's Willow. It's Willow. <laughs> I know, right? We're all crazy. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> yeah, y'all all crazy. Yeah, I'm crazy. Well, Willow, Willow broke in the production. Oh, no. oh yeah, okay. Well, my phone's probably about to die. We... That's probably why the video went off. Okay, now we'll, we'll get through okay. the last two th few things I got real quick. American Airlines today has been all over the news with their glitches, uh, with um, not having enough pilots to uh, fly yeah. their planes. Did you have any issues today or any comps or anything? How, how, how crazy was it for you? With, with American? No. No, the only thing I had today was a seven, I don't know, um, a five-hour flight early in the morning, and the lady would have put down her little visor thing. So the sun was just in my eye. It was only my eye, too. <laughs> so, of course, I had to, like, you know, lean over. You know when you lean over over the thing, you just try to fall asleep. But the yeah. person in front of you wants to put a seat back that one inch yeah. because he's so uncomfortable. But yeah. I'm like, I'm laying here, brother. Look, you just going to have to be uncomfortable like me. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, no, they didn't give nobody no comps, no nothing. Okay. Um, I mean, you know, it's a computer glitch. Hopefully it's not, you know, a computer glitch with our boys because, you know, they have to leave mm. Christmas Day to go to Chicago. I mean, mm -hmm. good luck with that because, you know, them flights going to be canceled. Yeah. <laughs> you can't I get mean, to Chicago in the middle of the winter. Yeah, nah. Uh-uh. Yeah. That's good. I was, I was, I saw you post your, um, you know, your, your, your tickets. I was like, oh, I hope she didn't have any problems getting over there because, yeah, that's, that's all they've been talking about all day. It's ridiculous with that. Mm -hmm. Um, so you are up for the Carolinas Pro Wrestling Awards for Female Wrestler of the Year, which is absolutely great. That's and you, awesome. you know, you have it promoted. I, I, the one serious question I have is, how do I vote? I literally searched all day to couldn't find any links to, to get to that. You know what? I, I think at this point, I think they let people vote into the finals and maybe they make the final decision. Oh, okay. Uh, because I haven't seen anything where people can go vote. I even, I, like, I scrubbed that whole entire page, like, exactly. trying to find it. And I couldn't find anything. So I just guessed that that was how it's going to work out. In That's the right. End, is they pick. Okay. Yeah, okay. Let's put them up there and then they just, like, oh, okay, well, this one gets it this year, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, few other things I have. One, which I was going to ask to a question earlier, is how big? I mean, Cedric is very infamous for this, and I want to know for you, how big is not only just doing the work in the ring, but the storytelling that you give in the ring? Because, like you said, with the Priscilla Kelly match, it was you know the devil versus God's angels, sort of say. But yeah. you know, and as good as the match was, having that ad that added bit of story also made it just as good. But how big is that for you going into a match? Uh, it's psychology is one of the most important things to me, honestly. Um, like I'm already, you know, I was already athletic beforehand, mm -hmm. so you know that can come with time and patience and practice. Uh, but storytelling and psychology, I think that that is one of the most important things that you can learn. You know. In wrestling and that's what I like to think about first before I go into a match is how is this going to be portrayed yeah. how can I get this over how can I get this person over yeah. you know uh, like what are we doing here it's, you know those those kind of things run through my mind you know not just uh, this is how you set a matchup and this is the only way you set a matchup yeah. I'm trying to think outside the box, like, ah, maybe, you know, you know, I've always been told it should be like a roller coaster. It should be like, oh, 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 you know, not just yeah. like, ah, bam, ah, yeah. bam, you know. <laughs> so it, that's super important to me going into a match is psychology. It's one of the reasons why I waited a whole year before I got into a ring was that I was like, okay, I'm learning how to wrestle. 
but I want to get the mental, the mentality down first, you know, I want to get yep. that in there. So it's, you know, I always ask, you know, such a questions and always like, Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? You know, try to uh, randomly grab him and, you know, start chaining in the middle of the living room, you know, just actively trying to get better, you know, watching old tapes, watching world of sport, you know, seeing other versions of wrestling and how other people see it, you know, so that, you know, maybe two things can click that wasn't there before. So, yeah, to me, storytelling is super important. Okay. Do you think that the, uh, there is a lack of storytelling, considering that people are so athletic uh, nowadays, where instead of it, it being set up in, like, a, a three-act play, it's more who can outspot each other? I mean, sometimes that does happen. It just uh, depends on the audience, really. Uh, you know, certain audiences, they, they like that. That's... You know, like the North Philly crowd is going to be different from the West Coast crowd. You know, it just is all about knowing your crowd. I mean, it could be, you know, spot after spot, or it could be just a complete story. It was all groundwork, you know. Just depends on who you're in front of, you know. I'm never going to knock anybody for, you know, however they perceive wrestling to be. That's how they perceive it to be, it, right. you know. So. Well, so. that'll be... That'll be the age-old debate, as we've seen last year with Ricochet and Osprey, and then the mm -hmm. old guys were like, "Ugh," and the new guys were like, "Yay!" <laughs> but it's it's all a matter of what you like and what you take from it. Right. I've been told to my face that intergender wrestling would never take off, and yet we have Becky Lynch versus James Ellsworth on TV. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, you never know. Yeah, so, I mean, people can say a whole bunch of things, but you know, no one knows really what's you know what's going to happen. Yeah, I guess the last thing I have uh, for you, um, since, you know, uh, Cedric is such an important part of your life, and I know that you know that it's part of the business, and I know that it's part of the business, but his storyline versus with Alicia Fox uh, late last year, uh, yeah. that's a thing. And we all know what it is, except those that don't. Uh, what is your reaction necessarily to that bit of business, because it is business, but the people that just don't get it? Like, how do you go forward when you know that you just see people that just don't understand what it is? Um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what I told Cedric today. He had to kiss her. I was like, brother, this is a regular old Tuesday. Okay, you better go out there and get that job done. You better go out there and get that check. You understand? Look, okay. look you better pretend like it's me. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. Look, just go out there and do, do okay. your job. This is this what they want? You do it. You contract it, you do it. That That's how it is. So, you know, most people are like, oh, you should have been there. You know, even Alicia right. and I, we, we joked about, oh, maybe, you know, they should let me come up in there and I, you know, slap you a couple of times, you know, somewhere I come in like, oh, no, you're about to take my man type of thing. And like, we just joked about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be funny if it actually did happen. And everyone's like, oh, you should you shouldn't let Cedric do stuff like that. And I'm like, like, think about what you just said. I shouldn't let my man do something like, no, honey, that's that's called trying to control somebody. That's how you lose a man. Right. Well, well, then I guess I guess the better question is, is there a limit? I mean, WWE has scaled back a lot of their shenanigans from the late 90s and early 2000s. But is there a limit where you or he are not allowed to go, uh, per se? Um, if there was a limit, I'm pretty sure he would know. It, it's all about him and making the decisions, you know, um, if he's going to be fine with that at the end of the day, if he can live with himself with doing whatever or how deep ever it goes, then okay. But at the end of the day, I know where his heart lies. I know where we are as, you know, with our relationship. So, I mean, there's nothing that I've seen on WWE where if Cedric was supposed to do it, I'd be like, okay. Somebody. Like, cause, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's scripted. So, right. now it's not, it's not us. Somebody cue one of those Whitney Houston songs in real quick, cause it's 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 getting real now. <laughs> um, my last two questions I have for you. Um, so this week marks the anniversary of Two Hundred Five Live, and they've been sending emails to people asking, um, you know, this this feedback for it since it's been a year. I mean, obviously, there's a problem there since they're doing, you know, such a thing. It's you know because they're engaging in fans' interest of like, what what can they do to make it better. From somebody who has the IQ in the business, who's cl close, you know, has a good ear to the show. Um, 
I'm not going to say what's the problem, but what advice would you would would you throw creative towards? How could how could they make that sh- that show so much better, considering the abundance of talent in that in there? Right. Um, I think they honestly, I th- I think that there's a whole bunch of people uh, going for one belt, and it's it's like the same issue that everybody has with like all the NXT girls going for one belt. You know, like we need something else. <laughs> like they, they just need something else there, you know, mm-hmm. to keep to keep them occupied. Cause I mean, I think that Enzo's one of the best things that happened in two oh five live. Because I mean right now they're like I think they're like number two on the network mm-hmm. and they're doing way better than when they first started. So um I think it's just a matter of introducing something else and maybe a secondary belt or, you know, something else where it can engage the folks a little bit more. I think part of the problem has been that we saw what the Cruiserweight Classic was. We saw our variants of styles and, and movesets, and we haven't seen that since. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that, you know, yeah, sure, there's one belt, but do you think that's part of the problem is that there's a feeling of being handcuffed uh, in the Cruiserweight division where they really don't understand, compared to WCW's Cruiserweight division, <laughs> what, they're actually, what they actually have. So we're not seeing Billy Kidman versus Rey Mysterio but we know damn well that Cedric versus Noam Dark can have that type of match in their sleep. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they could. Um, I think it's just a matter of... I think it's just a matter of them finally understanding what they really do have because they have some amazing athletes in there. They just let them go out there and and do what they've been doing for years. Then I think it'll shine. It'll be way better because um, I believe that because most of them were on like the indies beforehand. So they were used yeah. to having that creative freedom. So when you go to some place and now you're having someone to tell you, you know, what to do and how to do it, you know, that can sometimes cause like a little, you know, a little disturbance inside of you. You're just like, ah, you know, like I know what I can do. I you know, just let me do it. Mm-hmm. It's like they're all just trying to get out of that shell but they're keep yeah. like trying to guess in a way suppress them a little bit mm-hmm. but uh, i think if they just let them go and and do the things that they already know how to do that i think the show will just get bigger and bigger and bigger yeah. i definitely think by aligning people who work better as heels and better as faces is a good start mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> straight up um and Absolutely think Cedric's best work is him as a heel. Some some of his most Oh yeah, I, I tell Cedric all the time. I love that whole 2015 Ring of Honor where he had that little twinge inside of his eye where you're just like it's an aggressive baby. It's it's one of the things that I like try to model myself after. Yeah. I don't like being a regular baby face. I like being an aggressive baby. Yeah. Like I'm I'm a nice, nice woman, very respectful woman. But if you piss me off, that's your ass. <laughs> that's that's just the motto, you know? Like and I I like that attitude he has when he wrestles like that um was it the no dq i quit match or whatever it was with noam dart like Mm. amazing you know or when he jacked up enzo you know two weeks ago like Mm -hmm. you saw it you're like yes give it to me give it yeah exactly like yes give me that cedric give me that one now you just stated how you can get riled up. We see how he can get riled up. And I quite frankly, I think the biggest heel in that family is his mom because she has definitely made a presence on the indies with throwing, yes. Yes. throwing yes. chairs. Her, I, her so, throwing that chair at Eddie Edwards is yeah. like my favorite And it's Samoa time. Joe. <laughs> and yeah. Samoa, yes, and Samoa Joe. She threw it from all the way in the back like Rosa Parks to the front. All the way to the front, made it into the ring. Oh my I saw god! That come up, and it was like, oh my god, a chair, <laughs> like from the boombox. How how like, how exactly how I felt? How is things? How is it around the holidays? And with, with, with so many personalities like that, it, it's it's interesting because you know Cedric is different from his mother, and he's like you know the black sheep of the family. So yeah. it's interesting to see them click because you know she'll say something and then she'll give him that look. And then go off the handle, and he'd be like, mm. "Oh my God, Mom!" Da, da, da. <laughs> and then his brother come in and be like, "Look, man, Cedric, I told you, man, you can't be, you can't be saying stuff like that, Grandma. You know she, you know she be going off." <laughs> so it's interesting to to see them go back and forth. The total 
opposite of like my family. Total, yeah. total opposite. It, but it's cool. <laughs> I I can imagine. So yeah, before we get out of here, you know, we gotta um again thank you for coming on. Um oh, we, we definitely gotta do this more. We definitely we definitely gotta get you up near our area, like in the ring this time. Yeah, yeah we, yes, we need yes. you in Virginia. Yeah. Yes. So hey, hey, shout out to Boost Mobile uh, to Cricket rather for the for the service though. I mean that's yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Cricket. I mean, you know, that whole merger thing y'all did with using AT&T towers. Thank you. It's cheap. They did the that. plan at AT&T. It's that cheap fur. I like that. Oh, thank you, Hot Topic, for, uh, you know, being the backdrop yeah, for this. Yeah. Uh, Cali yeah, for... Uh, you see, they got me up here in Hot Topic. They found all this stuff in here. Hey, I, I was in there Black Friday, man. They had the $10 shirts. I was I was racking up. You know, we tried our best to stay out of Hot Topic on Black Friday. We really <laughs> did. We went to box lunch, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> box lunch, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, you got to tell us, where can the people find you? Also, too, you got, got to plug your, um, your, your, your gear person, whoever makes your oh, gear. Uh, shout out to Clint, Clint Stevens uh, from Tennessee. He's the one who does, he does Cedric and our gear. Um, and he legit. does very quick, legit, quick work. It's beautiful. The bold colors, everything. It's always on point, always fits. It's great. His turnaround service is fast. So shout out to Clint. Uh, but you can find me on Twitter at Ariel Monroe. That's A-E-R-I-A-L. Or on Instagram at Ariel underscore Monroe. Or Facebook at Ariel Monroe. You heard it from her. So, um, Jamal, any other questions for you before we roll out, man? Uh, no, just a, a thank you. Um, hopefully we'll run into each other at like a KCON. Yeah. Or in LA. Uh, we definitely need you up here uh, and, and for Nova Pro or MCW or one of the local things because, you know, Florida's, Florida's a tad far, just, just saying. But uh, yeah. we'll, we'll definitely have to see you, um, you know, sooner, hopefully the later. And uh, Will Nightingale is one of my favorites, like, ever. So right. I'm, I'm kind so of like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like fan, uh, fangirling right now internally. I'm trying to keep it together. <laughs> keep, keep it together. <laughs> But yeah, thank you for coming on, man. It's you know, it's it's oh, been a thank blast. Thank you for having me, you guys. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Not a problem. Hey, look for everybody that's in the Carolina, uh, the Carolinas. For everybody that's in Cali, be sure to check her out this weekend. She will be working yeah. the AWS. Uh, Go ahead. It's uh, AWS, and but tomorrow night it's Rise Six Brutality. Mm-hmm. Uh, GA is ten bucks. You have you have GA VIP with Medusa and Born Nakano for fifty five. Doors open at 6.30 uh, Pacific and uh, all others at 7.30. It's the American Legion Post 335-35 California Avenue, Southgate, CA, uh, at Rise DTWA on the Twitter machine. So go out there and get yourself some good old-fashioned women's wrestling. And they have a a ridiculous four-on-four intergender uh, match. Yeah, make sure you uh, get that Jacobs. Yeah, I mean, like, so there are going to be people early. Uh, There's a huge meet and greet early before and after the show, but you get there early. Have some fun. It's going to be a hell of a show. I'm and, if I'm not, and if I'm not mistaken, it is sold out, but there is a possibility that some more um, yeah, tickets may be available. Uh, there's extra. Uh, I think there's going to be st- uh, standing only seats as well as uh, I think some VIPs are open as well. And if you can't make it, there's always the iPay-Per-View. They're going to be That's streaming right. the show. Huh? So. And then on December um, 15th. 16th. Yep, 16th. Yeah. At least you know your dates. At least you know your dates. I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be, and then you'll be working Shine, which is going to be Shine. Um, um, I'm drawing a blank. Forty six. Forty six. Yes. Forty six. Yes. It's so. one of them numbers. Survival. Yep. And I will survive. Oh oh well, oh! I, one, I'll I will survive. <laughs> What, what, right. oh, one other thing too, I wasn't sure, and I didn't see anything. I noticed that you, um, you, you at uh, Shimmer, um, also too, in your picture of your uh, your plane ticket. Are you are, are they doing anything out there this weekend? Uh, Dave is here. Ah, Dave is here. So, you know, your girl's gonna have to do a little some extra. I hear that. <laughs> I hear that. No days off. Extra. Extra. This, this is why you don't let us come into stores. This is why. Right. This is right. why. <laughs> Look at 
And y'all superstars, because if that would have been back in our we would have been kicked out. But hey, it's all good. I know. <laughs> yeah, basically. They do that for that long. We have security come up through. Mainly is popping. Ariel Monroe, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for coming on the show. And everybody that's checked it out, again, we appreciate you uh, um, coming on. To everybody that's, you know, retweeted, uh, mentioned, questions, all that. We appreciate all the love. You make sure you check out. We gave you the dates. We gave you the Twitter handles. Thank this you, is the you. Big Go Bell Podcast. We'll catch you guys next time. Yes, thank you. See you guys. <laughs>